Oh, you are in for a treat today. <laughs> I tell you, um, tonight's show is uh, sponsored by Chris Dental Family Dentistry, where everyone is welcome. Albert Taylor, Endless Possibilities, uh, taking um, working with people with different abilities in our community and doing an amazing job. Also, Trans World Business Advisors, Lonnie Woodruff, a uh, big supporter of our show. And also, uh, he's going to love the guy that we're just about to talk with. And also, Compton Family Wines in Philomath, Oregon, um, where they do everything regenerative. Regeneratively, you say it, I can't say it. They do it all very, very old school. They make some of the nicest wines, and you got to go in there and taste them and then join their wine club. But if you do go on their page and put hashtag or slash Rick on there, it will get you to a special page and you'll save $15 on your first two or more bottles of wine. So those are our sponsors tonight. You'll be hearing a little bit more from them. We're going to get the open out of the way and bring our guests on in just three seconds. Boy, Jameson, that's pretty serious stuff, don't you think? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, this is James, Jameson Bauman. And we we met when you were how old? You were I was 13. You were 13 years old in middle school. Um, so you you experienced life through a wheelchair. Yes, as I'm sure you can probably tell. So what if somebody had to define your special ability? Not the ones we're going to talk about, but what is the one? What would what would that be? Is it CP? That that would be cerebral palsy. Yes. Okay. Um, but what I noticed when you were thirteen and we started having a friendship is you you do not let that wheelchair get in the way. In fact, it's 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 the least of your obstacles. Well, I was just talking to my good friend this morning, and I described CP as my unfortunate bedfellow. And that's basically what it is. Do we all have unfortunate bedfellows? It's a, it's basically a roommate that I can't kick out as much as I would want to. Do you, so so what you are like? Okay, so you guys, there is really a mayor in Coburg. Jameson lives with his grandparents in Coburg, Oregon, and the guy's just like you're like the unofficial mayor of that town, aren't you? Basically, I'm the guy that knows everybody and knows who's greasing whose palm. So, yes, I, <laughs> I know what's going on. What do you love most about Coburg, Oregon? I love the fact that everybody knows everybody and nobody can get away with not telling the truth because people know, people will know if it's not true. What's your gift? What do you think here? Oh, gosh. Well, that's an awful narcissistic question. So I've got to be careful how I answer. I'm just lucky uh, to be able to articulate myself as well as I'm able to. And what do you want to do as you grow up? As I grow up, I'd love to get involved in law, either strictly law or a little bit of politics. Um, I haven't quite decided which because I think it's important to be politically active 
However, I think if I was to stay strictly law, leadership beyond politics is also important. So, Jameson, so how old are you? I am 22 today. It's my birthday. Today? Yes. No way. Yes. I can't believe we did. See, there is a God. So I have you on. I, was, I didn't know it was your birthday. Well, uh, 27th of July, 2000. It is my birthday. Oh, my gosh. That, this is awesome. So I got you on your birthday. So what... What do you what do you think the what's the biggest problem you see right now in the world, Jameson? I think the biggest um, problem in the world is apathy and people not being involved, people not being engaged. I think people are, are too miserable and focused on their own misery. How so? Well, I think people have the mistaken belief that everything is really dark. But I can tell you, there is light at the end of the tunnel, and we need to get out there, and we need to do the things as citizens that we know we can and should do. So what would you, What was the first thing, if you were a politician, if you were going to fix, if you were going to do something to help Oregonians, what would be the first thing you would do? Well, there, there's a lot, but I think restoring faith in the ability to the of the justice system not only to hold people accountable but to help the people who need help in real ways and not just platitudes and kind words so do you think i was doing this today i was doing a, a log on this jameson that i feel like the meaning of words has been lost we don't understand the meaning of words like truth and, um, you know, I mean, do you see that? Well, I don't think the meanings of word is last. I think it's the people who speak them. Go on, go on. I think if you speak like a liar, you're a liar. If you speak the truth, you tell the truth. But, you know, in our culture right now, if you call someone a liar who lies, you're, you're shunned. Um, <laughs> Well, that's the beautiful thing. I don't care. So, what, do you do you ever look at your um, your CP as kind of a gift? Yes, because it helps me see who people really are. I I jokingly call this the chair of truth because I will know based on the way you look at me before I ever speak to you who you truly are. So do you, do most people just see your chair? Most people do. I mean, that's not to give people a lack of credit. I think that people are nice and polite, but people don't really give me a chance. You know, I hear that from a lot of people, uh, friends of mine in the different ability community. <laughs> And they say, I had a, one, a young man, at a, his name was Adam. Uh, he was in life in a wheelchair too. I walked into the coffee shop. Um, he invited me for coffee. I'd never seen him, just saw his face on the, on, the, on the Facebook thing. Walked in and all I see is this young man in a wheelchair and I keep looking for somebody else because I didn't know, I didn't assume that he would be in a wheelchair. And I walked up to him and he goes, you didn't think, you, you just saw the chair. And I went, yeah. 
and I never looked at it that way again. But when you opened your mouth, when I saw you in, at 13 and you opened your mouth, you were like, a, you're a powerful man. Well, I try to be careful with what comes out of my mouth. What do you mean? Explain. Well, I try to, I try to never um, speak on an issue or give an opinion without understanding the, the facts, the real facts. What do you think of social media? I think 99% of it is a trash fire and 1% of it is great for society. Huh. So I want to talk, you, you, were, you have some issues with colleges and universities, and I'm going to play a commercial person, and then I want to come back and I want to talk to you about how you've been treated, okay? Okay. Okay, so hang on just a second. I work for Transworld Business Advisors, and that's, I buy and sell businesses. And uh, some people confuse that with like uh, commercial real estate and other things. But uh, yeah, uh, businesses are what I buy and sell. So it's, uh, it could be clothing stores, plumbing companies, uh, excavation companies, all industries, all sizes. And that's, that's what I do. I help dreams come true, help people transition into becoming their own boss by buying a business or help them retire. If they build a business over 30, 40 years and want an exit plan, I help them with that as well. Yeah, so Rick, I, uh, you know, Lonnie uh, introduced introduced me to uh, a business opportunity, but I started out in my uh, working career working for uh, Nabisco. Everybody loves Oreos, it's a great product, and and I uh, did that for 23 years, um, but as you stated, we, we you know, we have one uh, trip on this on this rock, and, and I want to mix it up, and Lonnie, you know, has plenty of opportunities out there, um, and he presented me with one, and, and I, uh, I liked it, and I did my research and looked into it and we're super excited to, that we made the change. And, and uh, it's just, it's been fun, you know, mixing it up and, and kind of having a rebirth in life um, as I, as I travel through my own. So it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. Worry that, I mean, this is the COVID is never going anywhere. And so we, you know, it's funny how we got out of our mask mandate at actually a time that our COVID was really high this last February, they mentioned that like they took away the mask. So I think it would be, it was more political, but once Kate Brown's out of office or, you know, the legislation's out of office because they're, they're, you know, she can't be the next governor. I think we're going to end up having a short stay of a uh, mask. It'll be surprised me if we won't, if we don't, I mean, you're starting to see that kind of happen around the country again. Um, so I just, I worry, I worry that there's going to be some kind of restriction and hopefully this fall, the kids don't have to wear a mask again. But with the with the with the elections coming up, it probably won't happen until after the elections. And joining us, Jameson, a buddy of mine, uh, unofficial mayor of Coburg. <laughs> so, so Jameson, talk to me about you were you were getting into before the show um, how colleges and universities in Oregon, from your standpoint, what you've seen, are not really dealing well with people with different abilities. Well. They don't deal with us because there are many of us, first of all, numbers-wise. And the ones that are there sort of float under the radar because we don't want to deal with social pressure and uh, various other things. But um, when it comes to getting what you need from a university, it's a terribly difficult exercise, and it will honestly give you an ulcer. So you're not, you would had planned to go to college and COVID kind of got in the way. And so what, explain that to people. Well, 
it wasn't just COVID. It was getting people at the university, particularly the accessibility offices, because I've been accepted to three of them at this point. Uh, but it's getting people to make a commitment and stick to it. And then, of course, COVID interfered with that. And um, I'm here now, and I'm very happy to be here because this has been one giant learning experience, although not in a formal sense. So what have you learned about you? I've learned that I need to be a lot tougher. I need to be more resilient and I need to be laser focused and I don't need to take no for an answer. Have you have you grown like bigger kahunas through all this? Absolutely. I mean they're all, they were already well 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 sized, but I've gotten bigger and um I've certainly gotten tougher and I certainly have less tolerance for being given the runaround. What, what do people not understand about people with different abilities? Uh, people don't understand is that we want to do all the things that you do. And we just have to do them in a way that you might not be used to. But please give us a chance to do those things and don't immediately write us off. You feel written off a lot. I do, but it doesn't affect me that much. How because, come? because I'm used to it and I know what I'm capable of. Where does your strength come from? Uh, well, it comes from a bunch of places. My support system, my faith, my my friends, both in and out of the disability community my friends in politics, uh, my friends in the judiciary. It comes from a bunch of different places. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid that people are going to stop caring about the maintenance of their civic responsibilities. What is my civic responsibility? Your civic responsibility is to actually educate yourself on the issue, be critical, be um, your own devil's advocate, never look at one side of an issue, never be afraid to change your mind, never be afraid to call people a liar if you have reason to believe that they are. You, you, know, you know, one thing I've noticed through just the last five, you know, let's say three or four years, is people don't have much critical thinking skills. Well, that, that's exactly true. And uh, I was raised with it. My father is a scientist by training. I spent time in his laboratories when I was a little kid. He was still in school. So I was raised with the scientific method of thinking. And I understand what it is to critically think about an issue. I'm not perfect about it all the time. I have my own biases and predilections, of course. Uh, but I, I understand, and I continue to work on that skill. So what gives you hope? Um, honestly, the people of the country give me hope 
we should all be each other's hope at the moment uh, because we we're all we have the most important title in this country is not president senator representative or governor it's citizen so we have to be each other's hope how do you feel about parties i don't mean parties where you go have fun i mean well, political parties i think it's very disgusting that neither party uh has the confidence of the people because so, they they truly don't represent us they represent their own interest does that disgust you it does it does and uh i'll tell you why because they work for me i don't work for them see but don't you think that's weird jameson that people don't understand that they act like you know like during covid that that, that, that we the people didn't have a say it was governor brown here's what's going to happen and people took it they just well, went I'm not going to make a comment about it. And I think we should at least be able, whether you agree or don't, we should be able to talk about that without being canceled for having a different opinion. Well, here's the deal. She has the power because we gave it to her. It's ours. It's not hers. Right. We give it. And don't you think we do that with politicians too? It's like we give them a, you know, I was reading how many Republicans and Democrats are, are, Right now, they, they, can, they can find out about stocks prior to them selling, and they're creating laws to make it so it's legal to do that. And they're like, no, this isn't, you're supposed to be working for Europe. Remember the word public servant? Well, public interest too. Not your own interest, the public interest. Okay, so people on here are saying you have wise words. Um, Kathy says, such a good speaker and so articulate. Um, what do you, what, what do you want people to know? Um, are we going to, I mean, we, we just, we're going to find out tomorrow or the next day. We're probably in a recession. Interest rates just went up three quarters of a percent again. Um, people are looking, I think people are really nervous about the economy, about, um, gas prices about, you know, I mean, all this stuff, what, talk to me. Well, people are nervous because most of the time they don't understand. So the key to not being nervous is to educate yourself and to understand that, yes, we are probably going to go into a recession. Most people expect that. But what does that really mean? Uh, what is it going to look like for you? in your economic position and you need to educate yourself about that because there isn't one right answer so what, what concerns you about the way we treat each other um, well it's just rude it's impolite i mean you have to in order for people to trust you you have to be somewhat affable and agreeable uh and uh somewhat likable nobody wants to deal with people that they don't feel connected to in some way they don't feel have their best interest at heart okay hang on just a second i've got a couple of advertisers i want to bring on um compton family vineyards and she's going to explain how this works King styles more fruit forward wines we're doing minimal minimal handling in the vineyard all the way through the winemaking so what we're striving for is wines that are bright, crisp, we're big foodies, so we like wines that go well 
with our food and have some nice acid and balance to it. This is one of our most popular wines. This is our 2000 and actually this is our Alpine Pinot Noir. So we have an Alpine Pinot Noir in our old vine series and then a Llewellyn. So this is our kind of old vine collector series. And it's 18 months on French oak. This wine has gotten a 93 rating from Pinot Files and a 91 in Wine Enthusiasts. So I've met some of those guys who've done those ratings and it's super sweet that they are huge supporters of us too. And love the wine, so it's awesome. To make what is very normal, more normal for the general population. Yeah, I think that's a great way to describe it. You know, Rick, is it the, the people that we work with are exactly that they're people. They, they're, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about the fact that they're not disabled, they're differently abled. Uh, we have people that, that are artists. We have people that make music. You know, we have people that have all kinds of other things that are really when you when you spend the time to get to know them, they're warm, funny, wonderful people who they just want to do what the rest of us want to do, which is fu fully embrace and live their lives and be part of the larger community and, you know, and, and be out there and, and have a chance to engage and, and, and interact with folks and tell their stories and hear people's stories. So how many homes do you guys have? We have 16 group homes right now, uh, and then we have probably about another 30 or 40 people that we support. And they do amazing things. So how important is that, that people with different abilities feel connected to a community? Well, I'll tell you, it's crucially important in organizations like Albert Taylor are crucially and lawfully underserved by, by the public money and by the public interest and it's important to highlight that so I'm glad that they sponsor you so they can get some exposure and they're trying to what they have a real problem with jameson is getting uh, employees just like a lot of places but we don't pay them these are people that have skills that are amazing and we pay them like crap um, well, tell me about it i've been without a caregiver for almost a year you what? I've been without a caregiver for, for almost one year. So so I know how difficult it is. So what do you do then if you don't? It's just my grandparents and myself. Just the three of us. And you make it work. Well, we have no choice. I'm going to live life hell or high water. So, yeah. So... What do you hope? I hope that we can all see the good in each other and what we what we like about each other rather than the things that divide us and make us different from each other. Do you feel like sometimes that and, and I'm just gonna you know throw this out there that if, it feels to me sometimes like the government doesn't want us to get along. They want to divide us. Do you feel like that? Well, it can feel like that because that may not benefit the people in the government at any one time, but that's why we need to be very careful about who we put in the government to begin with. Do you think that we are reactionary as, as people and voters? I think that we are reactionary and we need to be not just reactive, but responsive to what they do. It's, hey, if we do something, if they do something we don't like, 
we need to actually say, hey, wait a minute, I don't agree with this. But, but sometimes what happens, I find, is if when I say I don't agree with something that, say, President Biden does, then um, people come after me because they say, well, you're a hater. And, well, and there's a difference between having an honest disagreement with somebody and engaging in a pointless personal attack. You know what? I had a guy come on today and we were talking about an interview. I was doing a live on Instagram. And this guy came on and says, You are so unintelligent and you have puffy hair. And I was like, So you're not going to address the question. You're just going to attack me and say you're unintelligent and you have puffy hair. And I thought it was the most disgusting and funny thing ever, because really what it showed was his lack of intelligence. He couldn't even come up with a question. But I think there's so many people like that. They don't want to dig. All they want to do is dig at you. They don't want to dig for answers. They just want to kill the messenger. Well, and that's the thing. We can disagree with the message. And by all means, that's how democracy works. Uh, but there's another thing about, you know, shooting the messenger. We, we still need to have respect for the people in the government because we did put them there collectively. So what do you hope for your future? Oh, I'm very, I'm very optimistic about my, my personal future and the future of the country. I tell people all the time, I, am. Um, this is America's puberty, basically. We are a very young country. There are countries on this planet that go back to Greeks and Romans. We're a very young country. Um, so I'm very optimistic, not only about my future, but about the country's future. So what makes you happy? Uh, really, it's it's a combination of things. I get to, I get to get up every day, and I get to um, try to articulate myself and weigh in on the issues. I have a solid network of friends. I'm a huge animal lover. I have a cat that I adore very much. What makes you sad? Uh, honestly, the the hatred humankind can have for one another, that really does hurt the heart because I try to see good in people uh, rather than the evil in people. And when people tend to favor that, that does hurt the heart. You know what I like about your perspective is because I think you come from um, well, you, you know, you're in our world, but you also have access to a, to a different mindset because, you know, because of your different ability. I think that your different ability, which some people call a disability, actually shows you things that the rest of us miss. Don't you think you see things more clearly sometimes? Well, yes, I do. I think I have a different lens. Uh, and of course, um, my life is different because of that. And I often tell people, and this may seem rather bizarre, but I often tell people that disability is like monarchy. And you're probably thinking, well, how does that relate? 
it's like monarchy because there are two ways of getting in. You're either born into it or you come into it later, just like a disability. And it is a job for life. The, the only difference is people don't call me your majesty and I don't sit on a throne. I sit on a 400 pound piece of steel. Wow. Well, your majesty, um, I, I like that analogy. So it's like a monarchy. You're either born into it or you come into it, but you can't get out of it either once you're in it. No, I can't do what Harry did. I can't do what Harry and Meghan did, and nor would I ever. Is you, do you ever, I mean, this is a weird, can I ask you a weird question? Sure. So do you sometimes feel like your, your disability is like a, like a blessing? It is a privilege in many ways. It's also very much the bane of my existence in many ways. But in many ways, it's privilege because I know things and see things that other people just can't appreciate. Like what? Uh, the inner beauty and horror of the human soul. I I have had experiences with beautiful people on the inside and ugly people on the inside, and I've run the gamut. <laughs> and you see it pretty fast, huh? Oh, yes. I have to. It's my insurance policy. What? Explain that. I, I want to know more. Well, you... you well, no. When I get a caregiver, for example, I have to know within an instant whether or not I can trust them because they help me with everything. They know my bank account password. They know my social security number. They know where my checkbook is. So I have to be the, the ultimate judge of what to tell them and what to not. So do you think you almost... Because I have a friend, Amelia. Do you know, do you know Amelia Arnold? Uh, not at the top of my head, no. Okay. Amelia, um, she, uh, she experiences Down syndrome. But I, I, I've noticed this with hers. I think because, you know, like some people, when somebody's blind, it makes their other senses bigger. You know what I mean? They smell more. They feel more. They hear more. And oh, I'm, yeah. If, I wonder if all disabilities like that all of us have, if you know how to channel that, those other things, you know, the, your perception, your critical thinking skills, and, and that's really like your gift. That's kind of what you've done is you can't walk and run and, and you can't control your body movements, but so everything else hones in on you see people for what they are right off the bat. Yeah, well, it's just always been that way. I think the disability makes it sharper. Uh, than it would otherwise be. But that's why my ambition in life is to be a prosecutor. Because I, I will know if you're lying to me. I will know if you're not telling me the truth. And I'm not going to let you get away with it. So do you ever have times when you wish you didn't have a disability? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If I didn't have this, it would be so much less stress and so much less mental energy that I had to expend. But it would also be so much more boring. 
Why? Why boring? Because I can guarantee you, I wouldn't have had the opportunities to know the people that I know and to do the things I've done. So you're satisfied with life? Oh, absolutely. But never too satisfied because you want to keep challenging yourself. Absolutely. The day I'm too satisfied is the day I die. So what do you want people to remember about you? Well, I want people, people may not remember me, that's fine. But I want people to remember the work that I did and the difference I tried to make and the work that I left behind for other people to do. So I want people to remember the difference I tried to make in the community and in their lives. So you know what you should do? You should start a podcast. Well, funny you should mention that. I'm actually in the process of writing a book. About what? About my experiences and the way I see the world and the way people try to enter that world but don't really get it. I want to take away some of the mystery. Okay, so how do people try to get in your world and don't really get it? I want to know. I don't want to ruin the book, but I want I, I, you. You got me with that one. People, people try to come into my world and assume they know how I want things because that's how they would do it too. When I ask somebody to make me a plate of food, oftentimes they won't make it how I would wish it to be made. They will make it based on their own preferences and their own biases because that's all they know. But they won't remember to ask me because they don't think I can speak for myself. Oh, see, I did that to my brother-in-law. He has CP, he can't speak. And when we first went to the agency that he was in, they said, what kind of beer does Chip like? And I was like, I don't know. He just likes beer. And they go, no, what kind? And then he tried, you know, three or four different beers and he picked the one he wanted. And I had never, Jameson, I had never even thought about that. And that's broken. Well, here's the thing. I still get offered kids menus when I go into a restaurant. I am now 22. I'm now legally entitled to drink alcohol if I wish. But people think I have the mental capacity of a four-year-old. So I get offered kids' menus and coloring books. Oh, my gosh. What did you say? What do you say? I say, actually, I have a gin and tonic. You say what? I say, actually, I'd prefer a gin and tonic. <laughs> to a coloring book? Yeah. So I've had friends, too, in wheelchairs, and and people assume you have a mental an intellectual disability when you're in a chair, don't they? They do. They do. I mean, uh, even the state uh, makes that assumption. I'll tell you this story, and okay. it's honest to God true. Okay. There, there is an assessment that is done on a yearly basis to see how severe your disability is and to see if it's improved which I think is ridiculous. Of course, it's not going to prove. 
like you're gonna, like you're like you're sick and you're gonna get better, right? Right. <laughs> Sports injury. That is just so, that is so stupid. But it's something that the wonderful state mandates. The state of Oregon mandates to see. Here's all the experts that allegedly understand disabilities, and they're giving you a test to see if you got better. Well, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me when the director of health and human services is as able-bodied. Well, yeah. At least your department, like whatever oversees your department, should be someone who is who can relate and understand. So tell me more of the story. What else did they do? So, so you didn't and, know. And I'm sitting in my chair with my mother and my siblings and her friend. And the interviewer asks, can I ask you some personal questions? And I go, sure. What do you want to know? And he goes, I'm sorry to ask you this, but do you know how to practice safe sex? And do you... Have you taken sexual education courses? And do you have a sexual partner currently? And I say, excuse me, that's none of your business. And of course I do. And of course I have. I'm 18 years old. Wow. But that's none of the government's business to ask. No, shame on them. And like when they, did, they wouldn't ask me that. But yet, they assume, since I'm in a wheelchair, that I don't know what sex is and I haven't heard of it. Well, I got news. I've heard of it. So, do people ask you questions like stuff like that? Like, oh, oh, yes. Like, like they don't I, think you could have sex? Oh, I get that all the time. Really? All the time. From young people, from old people from people in every profession. I get that all the time. So what do you tell, what do you say? Well, Shut I up. say when I figure it out, I'll send you a tape. <laughs> Rob Lowe. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I told the gentleman who asked me this. I said, when I figure it out, I'll send you a tape. Oh my word. So do you want to get married someday? Absolutely. Thank I you. think it would be a tragedy to spend your entire life by yourself. Have you dated? Uh, I've tried. It's a bit more difficult, especially when COVID hit. Well, uh, that made it tough for a lot of young men like your age. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm putting myself out there. I'm certainly open. I'm certainly secure in my sexuality, which I'm very grateful for. Wink, uh, wink, 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 wink. And, uh, and I know that I will be a good husband in spite of my disability. That's not going to affect my ability to love a person. Right. And you want children? Absolutely. I think it is essential to raise the next generation and to leave the best part to yourself behind. Well, yeah, you'd be, you'd be a great dad, don't you think? And I love kids. Before COVID, I took the time to volunteer at my former elementary school. My mother works there uh, these days. And I took the time to volunteer 
And as a matter of fact, on my dresser, I have a stack of greeting cards that they made me when I finished my volunteer term. And I loved those kids. And they're the most innocent, unprejudiced people you can ever meet. Why? Because they don't see your chair. They see you. Do people see you? Uh, people, people make an honest effort, and that's all I can ask. It's my job, in a way, what? to to remove the mystery and to make myself relatable. So I noticed something about you, and I want you to explain this to people. As we as we've been talking, and you get more comfortable, you you don't move around as much. Is that normal? Well, that is normal. Um, my body tends to do what it wants. <laughs> it's like having a poltergeist. Uh, <laughs> so I try not to pay much attention to it, uh, but it's a daily hostage negotiation. It's like having a grumpy partner. And people sometimes make the mistake that I'm drunk. I'm not drunk. This is normal behavior. So you're always living life on a gin and tonic. Oh, always, always. Is that your favorite drink? I, you know, that that's one of my favorites, but my absolute favorite is just straight Crown Royal. Not that I drink that much, but I really like just a straight shot of Crown Royal. Do you ever hang out? And you, you, you guys, if you ever want to find Jameson, you just go to Coburn. He's like all over this. He's like a street walker. <laughs> well, I don't get paid. <laughs> you're, 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 and you're whoring for other things. Just conversation, right? Yes. Um, people are really impressed with what you're doing. I think you need to start. Uh, I think you need to do a podcast, with Jay. I have I have dabbled into that certainly. Uh, it is just a question for me of having the help to to get it started in terms of somebody to basically be a production assistant. Yeah, you would have to. I mean, I do it all myself because um, they, there's programs. It wouldn't be as difficult as you think. Um, you, in fact, you and I can have a conversation about that because there is a program that if you just had somebody to push the buttons for you and upload the video, once it got going, you could do, you'd be fine. You just have to have somebody there helping you, but you could, you could do this. Jameson, you could do this easier than you think. I promise I you. I have a StreamYard account myself. Not that I use it very much, but I do have one. So it is something that I keep in my back pocket. So would you do me a favor and if you think of a topic or something that needs to be discussed, would you get a hold of me and I'll put you on? All right. Uh, there is one thing I want to address on the topic of law and justice quickly. Um, I truly believe, and I want to show about this, I couldn't agree more. I truly believe, and not everybody will agree, but I truly believe that the death penalty in this state needs to be reinstated. The death penalty? Yes. Why? I, 
I truly believe that because nobody that's on death row is there for singing too loud in choir. And the verdicts that we the people have handed down must be carried out in order for people to have confidence in the justice system. So what do you think of Governor Brown releasing all these um, murderers and, and criminals? I think, I think it is uh, not in the spirit of the power that we give her. We certainly give her that power. I don't dispute that. But it's not in the spirit, and it doesn't represent the values of us. Well, yeah, and 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 just Tom um, Hunt says I agree with you, Jay. We we the people voted for it, reinstated already. It's kind of weird to me because if and I'm not a capital punishment supporter. Um, that's just me. But I am a guy who, if Oregonians said that they want capital punishment, abortion, whatever it is, then Oregonians said it and they voted in. That's what it should be. And you don't go around and change it because you don't like it. And it doesn't, you know, that we should take that power away from the governor because she shouldn't have it or none of them should have it ever. Because if Oregonians say this is what we want, then that's what happens. And you don't change the rules of the game because you're losing. Well, did you hear, and I'm not trying to get into a political thing with you, but, you know, we're going into a recession, and I heard that the Biden administration is trying to change the definition of a recession. That doesn't change the facts that we're going into a damn recession just because you change the name of it. It's like no, changing. And you, you can change the name in the textbook, but that doesn't change the practical effects. Right. And I think that, Jay, is what Oregonians are tired of, and just Americans, is we're tired of, here's what's real, and it's like the world's living in this delusion, and they want us to accept the delusion. And it's like, no, I'm not going to go into your crazy. It's like, this is what it is, and you don't get to change it after I vote for something, and you don't get to go turn around and change it. Well, it's like what? Um, they did with breaking away from the European Union and the United Kingdom. You don't get to stonewall it. You don't get to change it. You may not like it, but we had to vote, and that's the way it is. Right, and I think we've created a culture where <clears throat> I don't like what you did, so I'm going to bitch and whine and complain and, and go around the, the back, go to the back door, make a deal, and change it all, and then they go... Oh, well, we're doing it for your best good. You guys are just too stupid to understand the, the mistake that you made. And we'll take care of it at this level. And when you do that, you lose the trust of the people, don't you think? Well, I think not only do you lose the trust of people, but you lose something much more important than that. You you lose the the confidence of the people that the system actually works. Right. It's not just the trust of the people that matters in terms of the individual. It's the confidence in the system that matters more. It's not about who the president is. It's about how we all feel about the office. Right. Well, Jameson, I, we've gone like 47 minutes. We're like, I, I could talk to you for three hours. Um, dude, happy birthday. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for having me on. Oh, I'm so glad you came into my life when you were 13 years old. Um, 
Well, I'm glad because it was an opportunity for me to put my best and most articulate foot forward. And thank you very much for allowing me the platform to do that. Buddy, anytime you want to come back, you just call me, text me or something and tell me what you want to talk about and I'll put you on here, okay? Okay. Thank you very much, Rick. I pray that you will be well in Montana. I understand why you moved, but let me say to my fellow Oregonians, I'm not leaving. I will <laughs> I will dig my heels in here and I will fight for the state that I love. All right, buddy. I, I love you, man. You're a good guy. Thank you very much, Rick. All right, see you, buddy. So that's the real deal. Yeah. A kid came into my life when he was 13 years old. And I feel the same way today, like like I'm with God or an angel, somebody speaking through him because he understands so much. So don't ever tell me um, that, that because somebody has a disability that they don't matter. And the next time you see somebody in a chair on the side of the street or in a place, don't assume that they don't think or they're not a person or they're not a human being. They don't have ideas. Um, and, you know, take the time to meet them. I don't know for Jameson if it is because he's so out there like talking to people. Um, but for a lot of people in the disability community, it's really hard to make friends because people don't take them seriously. They treat them like they get a coloring book and a chocolate milk when they're 22 years old. So um, I love to give you the opportunity to meet people like Jameson, because that kid's not going away. <laughs> you will see him, he's gonna resurface and I'll be long gone. And you're gonna go, wasn't that the kid that was on that white haired Santa guy's podcast show or something a few years ago? What was that guy's name anyway? I don't know, tap dancer or something. But this Jameson guy, he's he's pretty cool. And honestly, you guys, Jameson and I didn't want to go through any questions. We didn't talk about what we were going to do. And I had no idea it was his birthday. That's a God thing. So if you're traveling around Coburg and you see this dude driving way too fast in his wheelchair, do not try to give him a ticket because he's not going to pay it. But stop by, say hi, have a conversation with him and uh, you will be blessed. Uh, take him over to the, one of the cool restaurants in Coburg, buy him lunch, and you will have a wonderful time. Um, okay, tomorrow night, we're gonna talk about Veterans Legacy, the uh, agency, they took over a, a forest work camp out in Alma, and uh, Dan's gonna be with us, and Rosa Real Estate um, is gonna talk about that. They're having a poker run to help make money for these homeless veterans that they take out to this camp and rehabilitate them and help them get their lives back together. Uh, so that's tomorrow night. And I'm setting up some really cool stuff for next week as well. So um, yeah, that's a good way to end the day. Um, and share this on your page so other people can be blessed by watching what you just experienced um, because you don't get to see that every day. And uh, share it on your page. And we will see you back. And remember our sponsors, please. Compton Family Wines, Chris Daniel Family Dentistry, Albert Taylor, and Transworld Business Advisors. You guys, we can't do this without them. And the trolls are out there trying to stop us. 
but so far, no such luck. <laughs> Have a good night. See you later.